You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 26. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Welcome to part four of my mental health podcast series for the month of May. Today, we're going to talk about something that a lot of you have messaged me about and I've worked with many of you on in private coaching sessions, toxic workplaces. Now, we all know this is something that can just absolutely take the wind right out of your creative sails. You're cruising along in a job. Everything's going great. All of a sudden, you feel like things are not what they seemed in the beginning. People are starting to undermine your decision-making or publicly humiliate you or speak negatively about you in group settings. None of this is okay. None of this is helpful for your creative career. And none of this is good for your mental health. But sometimes we're not quite sure if we are actually in a toxic job or if it's just something that we need to deal with and maybe we're making a bigger deal out of it than we should. I work with a lot of people one-on-one who come to me because they're unhappy in their jobs. And as we dig into it, they realize, wow, this is actually a toxic situation. And I don't know why I spent so much time trying to make it work when I could have used that energy to move away from it. So in this episode, I want to help you clarify exactly what you're going through so you can see it from a different perspective. Because sometimes it's not as obvious as we think it should be. And we need to have the clarity and know if it's worth it to maybe move to another department or switch teams or just come to terms with the fact that we shouldn't be there at all. And we all know that over time, toxic workplaces lead to anxiety and depression. But sometimes we like to pretend it's not happening or we blame ourselves for not being tough enough to handle the expectations of our managers or our coworkers or our peer groups or our clients. And that leads right to imposter syndrome, which keeps us stuck in these cycles that really begin to affect our mental health. And because creativity has inherent emotional risks, we have to be vulnerable to do what we do. And we have to do it every single day. So when we open ourselves up like this and expose that soft underbelly of our innermost creative worlds, this inevitably invites those who might see us as an easy target. And this is obviously not okay. But I can tell you from experience, if you've ever cried at work, it's not because you're emotionally unstable. It's not because you suck at your job or that you can't take the heat. It's because you feel trapped. You don't want to deal with another day of stress and rejection, but you really need the job. You need the health insurance. You need the stability. I get it. And I've been there too. Sometimes a toxic job experience can turn into anxious, people-pleasing behaviors. Things you thought you would never do, but you don't feel like you have an option to do anything different so you continue to do the same thing over and over, but you're getting the same results. And we all know that's the definition of insanity, which is true because it does make you feel like you are kind of going crazy, like you're being gaslighted. And if you find yourself working extra hard to exceed expectations while simultaneously feeling unappreciated, this leads right to burnout. And I just did a podcast on burnout for part 
three of the mental health series. And if you feel like you're at that point, you might want to listen to that one too, because it will provide you with some clarity around what you're experiencing and how to maybe think about it differently and move forward into a space that doesn't feel so oppressive. So let's define what a toxic job is in no uncertain terms, because I want you to understand that there's a very simple way to think about this for you, for your peers, for your friends, for your other creative teammates, so that you're not trying to convince yourself to do things that don't feel comfortable, that don't feel right, that don't feel aligned. And you use that creative energy that you have to move yourself forward in your career away from this space. A toxic job is an environment that makes you feel unsafe. That is it. Now let's talk about the ways that this manifests so we can talk about safety and what it feels like when you don't have it. So the first thing is feeling like you might be punished or humiliated or rejected for speaking up or for sharing new creative ideas or for raising concerns or objections over projects that you're pulled into. This means that you stop trying to be creative. You stop innovating. You stop improving things. You stop being curious and supportive and you shrink. And this is an absolute danger zone for creatives. If we do not have the outlet for our ideas and our creative energy, our mental health goes right into the toilet because we need to do this. And none of us are in these jobs because it's easy money. You are pushing these ideas out. And when you finally have them, there's that feeling of elation, that excitement that you've solved something, you figured it out. If you're not able to do that and you have to keep that bottled up, you are going to suffer and you are going to fall right into that anxious, depressed state. And then you're going to burn out and you might leave the industry. And that is not okay. Because we don't need talented people leaving. We need more creative minds to improve the world. The second thing that might happen to you is that you begin to continually doubt yourself and your creative skills and abilities, even though you originally started out feeling completely competent and confident. This environment is making you feel crazy. It is also making you feel worthless. And either way, your mental health is at stake here because you went into this job feeling like you had a lot to contribute and they made you feel like they were excited to have that contribution. And then all of a sudden they're undermining your decisions. They're questioning your abilities. They're not allowing you to bring to the table what you thought you would be bringing. And that is not a good feeling to have. The third thing that might happen to you is that you feel frozen. You're unable to move in any direction. You don't know how to figure out how to get away from this. You feel like you're just destined to live the same day over and over. You're stuck and you're hoping that one day it will all just magically get better. Because the exhaustion of having to deal with a toxic workplace has taken all of the energy away from you. You're not even sure the right conversations to have. You don't even know what the outside world might be like. You are completely paralyzed in this space. It's continually pushing you down further and further so that all of a sudden you're in this hole and you can't even see the daylight anymore. And that's what feeling stuck and frozen feels like. The fourth thing that might happen to you, you might feel humiliated or intimidated. Maybe it's your manager, maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's someone on a completely different team that you don't engage with very much that loves to throw you under the bus. It takes one bad apple to ruin your mental health in a job because you are feeling unsafe with this person around you. And that, my friends, is bullying. 
And a lot of us don't want to think that we have this experience as an adult because bullying is something we probably all learned about on the playground in elementary school or in the hallways of the junior high. But those insecure humans who took your lunch money or made you feel like you weren't wearing the right clothes are still out there and they've grown up and they've gotten jobs. And when those people become adults in positions of power, they are still out to make you feel less than and deconstruct your ideas and your creative work in ways that are detrimental to your career, especially if it happens repeatedly, because that makes them feel good because they are the most insecure people and they want to make you feel just a little of what they deal with every single day. Bullying is actually defined as repeated health-harming mistreatment by one or more people who develop repeated patterns of abusive conduct that takes the form of verbal abuse, leaving the target to feel unsteady, unsafe, and uncertain about what might happen next. So if you're in a creative environment where you go into a meeting to present your work and you are terrified at what someone is going to say, what questions they're going to ask you in front of people, how they might undermine your decisions, how they might leave you to defend yourself in front of clients and not support you in any way, that is a bullying environment. And that is not okay. And you need to remove yourself from those people. And sometimes we don't see it clearly because we don't want to. Because once we see this clearly, then we have to change things. That's a lot of work. I'm not discounting that. I've been on the other side of this so many times. But it doesn't mean that someone else gets to systematically dismantle your creative potential because that has an effect on your entire life. It is not a place that you can grow a creative career from. So if you're in this situation, I really want you to see it for what it is because your mental health depends on it. And I don't want you to be treated this way by any other human out there. So let's talk about a few ways that workplace toxicity shows up. There are definitely some red flags that you might want to look for. And I want you to think about this in the way you interview with companies, the questions you ask and the answers they give when you're talking to your creative peers about certain organizations, what the culture might be like, because there are ways to figure this out before you get inside. And I know once you get inside, it's really hard to get out because you've put everything into getting that job. But I can tell you, if it's not healthy and it's not right, there are other jobs out there. Do not delude yourself into thinking this is it for you. So the first thing you want to look for in a toxic environment is lack of boundaries. Toxic cultures will normalize and even glorify a lack of boundaries. They will encourage you to prioritize work over everything else. Your friends, your family, your pets, your parents, your personal life. Managers often push themselves to burnout in these environments, and then they expect their teams to do the exact same thing. So if you're in an interview conversation with a creative director, an art director, a marketing manager, you should absolutely ask how they deal with burnout because their answer is going to tell you a lot about whether they see it as a problem, whether they're concerned about it, or whether that's just how they kind of live their day to day. Because you know, if they live that way, you're going to live that way. The second thing to look for in a toxic environment is a lack of trust between coworkers. The lack of trust in a toxic workplace is absolutely palpable. You can just see that people are trying to get ahead of one another. 
They're not sharing ideas. They're keeping things to themselves. They want to take all the credit for work that isn't theirs. We've all seen these people. We've all seen these teams. And it is absolutely exhausting to try and function as a creative in this type of environment. And this one leads us into the third thing you want to look for, which is there is zero room for mistakes. These are environments that are very blame heavy and there's really no room to make any errors or learn from your mistakes. And this is, as we know, sometimes how we learn best. We do something, it doesn't work. We realize, oh, we didn't take into account this information. We didn't ask this person. We didn't know these things. And we adjust and we go forward with that knowledge and we create a better product. In toxic environments, there's no room for any of that which means there is no room for growth because people are going to do whatever it takes to avoid being in the line of blame and they will throw you under the bus when something goes wrong. And if you're in an interview conversation, a great question you can ask is how do you celebrate the team successes? Because it's not about the managers. The managers are there to support the team. So in these types of environments where there's no trust and there's no room for mistakes, the managers are likely going to either take all the credit or push all the blame. So understanding how they celebrate success gives you a window into their view of what that looks like, how often it happens, and if they have a supportive environment for creatives. And this leads us into the fourth thing you need to look for in a toxic workplace. Toxic workplaces generally have very little support for growth for their employees. People in these environments usually have to just figure it out on their own. There's no mentorship, there's no support, and there's no interest in making you a better employee or helping you contribute at a higher level. And that's what we all want to do as creatives. You want to get into a job. You want to learn from the people around you. You want to improve your ideas and your concepts. You want to figure out how to work collaboratively and get that energy flowing. And if you're in an environment where no one wants to help you do any of those things and it's not even on their radar, it's going to be really hard for you to engage for a long period of time. Because after a certain point, you're only going to know what you know. And if someone isn't helping you actively support that growth that you desire, you're going to run into a dead end. And you're going to feel like your skills have atrophied. You're going to feel like you're not up to speed with trends or the technical aspects of this industry, which we all know are sometimes really hard to keep up with. So that's another question you can ask in an interview. Ask them how they actively support their employee growth. And they better have a great answer that's not oh, we let the employees lead that because that means we don't care. And if someone wants to grow, then they can do it on their own time. When in reality, it's in their best interest to help you grow because you're going to be a higher contributor in that organization if you have more skills, more knowledge, more information, and you're going to feel more confident too. And that's a big piece of creative work. You have to have confidence to be able to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. And if you're not growing, you're not gaining additional confidence. The fifth thing you want to look for is gaslighting. Now, this one's a little bit difficult and it might be hard to decipher before you get into the job. And that is the disadvantage because gaslighting is generally not completely obvious until all of a sudden you realize, hey, these things don't add up or this person said this and now they're saying this. You're seeing the contradictions and they're making you question your feelings, your perceptions, and sometimes your sanity. But if this is happening to you on a regular basis and you're in a job where a manager tells you one 
something and then you go into a group meeting and they question why you didn't do something else that they didn't tell you to do or that they told you to do the opposite of, that is a toxic environment. That person can't wait to make you feel like you don't know what's going on because that's their way of controlling you. That's their way of keeping you small and that's their way of making you feel anxious so that you don't actually regain the strength and energy to leave, to move on, to join a different team, to ask them questions about why they said what they said. So just know that if you're feeling like you're confused a lot of the time, that's toxic. It's not good for your mental health. And I don't want someone to treat you that way because you deserve better. And the last thing you want to look for in a toxic environment is the engagement of the staff. And this could be small things like everyone keeps their cameras off in meetings and they only make one or two word comments on the Slack channels. They don't really engage with you outside of office hours or answer questions. They put you off. They put everyone else off. They just can only manage to get the job done. It's not that they don't want to help. It's not that they don't feel like it's valuable to connect with their peers. They only have enough energy left in this environment to do the basics of their job because they've quietly quit. And if you are feeling like you've quietly quit, you may want to listen to my podcast episode on quiet quitting, which is the first one because it outlines what that looks like for creatives. And maybe you feel like, oh, this is fine. You know, I don't feel really engaged with the team, but that's okay because I can still do the job. And, you know, I don't mind just kind of cranking out all of this production work, even though I was brought in to be more of a conceptual creative. Or, I mean, they pay me enough, so I might as well just do the work and not really expect that there's going to be any emotional connection with what's going on here. You've quietly quit. And you can do better. You can do more and you deserve more. So check out that podcast if this feels relevant to you, if you recognize those feelings, because I want you to understand how to see it clearly and how to move forward. So I want to wrap up with the three steps to dealing with this. If you are feeling like you are in a toxic work environment right now, and these steps have helped me in the past when I've been in toxic environments, and they've helped a lot of my clients do the same thing. The first step is you need to separate yourself from the situation. You need to see this as a transaction. I talk a lot about how jobs are not transactional for us. They are emotional. We are highly connected to our work as creatives. So you need to actually make the shift to look at it as a transaction. What are you doing in the situation that is going to be of value to you for a different job, possibly moving into a different team if you work for a large organization. What are you getting from it right now? You want to see this very clearly. You want to distance your emotions from it. And sometimes the best thing to do is just make a list. These are the pain points. These are the benefits. And understand, okay, I need to figure out how to deal with the pain points. So that brings us to the second thing you need to do. You have to address the point of conflict. If you have a conflict with a manager or a peer on your team that's always throwing you under the bus, undermining your decisions, mocking your ideas in group settings, not allowing you to speak. You want to decide if you need to have a conversation with that person, if you feel that it's worth it. If it's a manager, this is obviously a little bit harder to do because you feel like your job is on the line. Maybe that person is going to make it worse for you. But this brings us to the third step. And a lot of times you want to figure this out before you do step two, because step two might lead right into step three. 
which is planning your next steps and deciding, is it an exit or is it an extension? And by extension, I mean a grace period. You want to know, can I give this a grace period of 30 days, 60 days, or 90 days? And you have already made up your mind that if things don't change, here are the next steps you're going to take. You are then going to get your resume together. You are going to reach out to your network. You are going to update your LinkedIn. You're going to start to take next steps to understand your value, what you can contribute, and how you can start to move yourself forward. That second step where you need to address that point of conflict, that may not go how you want it to go. And sometimes that's a blessing in disguise because that's the universe telling you this is not where you should be. This is not good for your mental health. This is not good for your career. And this is not good for your creative energy. So knowing your plan of attack, you don't have to actually execute it. You just need to know what am I going to do if this doesn't work out? If the extension that I give this person is not changing anything for me, you might decide that it's time to exit and you want to have those steps outlined. And if you need help figuring this out, I am here for you. I do this every single week for creatives all over the world. I help them figure out why something is so stressful and frustrating and upsetting and confusing. I help them figure out the value that they have because a lot of these jobs really diminish that. These emotional situations can really take it out of you. And I also merge that with practical guidance around resumes, portfolios, how to network, so I really hope this episode helped clarify some things. If you feel like you're a little confused on your current work environment or you're unsure of how to ask the right questions in an interview to make sure you don't get into another one. And if you need any additional support, please go to rockthatcreativejob.com. I have freebie downloads for interviews. I have 20 free videos on things like resumes, portfolios, how to interview with different people in a job. And you can always reach out to me directly through my website. You can email me at rockthatcreativejob at gmail, or you can connect with me and follow me on LinkedIn and send me a DM there. There are many ways to reach out if you are struggling with this. And I hope this mental health series gave you the support that you might need in your career, because a lot of times we don't stop to think about the inner workings of the day to day and gain the confidence to move ahead with our creative careers. So thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.